You're listening to Cinema Geekly Premium, premium podcast from premium people. Thanks for your support. Episode of Podcasters of Shield, Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing Marvel podcast. It's Anthony and Aurora along with you once again. No longer freemium. This is all just <laughs> premium from here on out. Um, which reminds me, Aurora, after this is done, I'm going to have to go write a message to let people know that we're happy that they enjoyed the freemium stuff and to please consider getting a premium account because yeah. I forgot to do that. I got home late last. <laughs> I got home late last night. And I was like, uh, I'll just leave everything up until Monday morning. Got up early this morning and put all of the freemium stuff back under the premium lock and key and then forgot to post a message saying, thanks. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing. Never did that. So <laughs> as far as anyone knows, we don't want them to join uh, the premium <laughs> thing, which is not true. Uh, not true. All right, uh, where are we at here on Daredevil? We're talking episodes five and six of season mm-hmm. two. I can't wait to jump into these episodes. Yes, me too. Uh, so many things happen. We learn a lot about uh, Matt Murdock's past mm-hmm. uh, and the types of people he gets caught up with in relationships. This is going to be yeah. interesting. It's uh, <laughs> season two, episode five, called Kimbaku. So we get a flashback. Uh, to 10 years ago, 10 years prior to these events, where Matt Murdock meets Electra for the first time at a ballroom party. The mm-hmm. two bond over their shared observational skills and their tendency to seek the thrills uh, before heading off into the night in what uh, Electra says is a stolen car. Uh, Boy, Matt, isn't he? He's a law student right now, isn't he? He seemed a little yeah. cavalier for yeah uh, for all of this. Uh, so they yeah. visit a boxing ring used by Murdoch's late father, where Matt discloses details about his father's death before the two have spar uh, <laughs> with gloves and then spar without clothes on yeah. uh, in the middle of the ring. Uh, Electra, you're getting the gist of at this point, seems to not just be seeking thrills. She's completely right. turned on by them, I think, actually, mm-hmm. is safe to say, yeah. where her foreplay is literally getting punched in the face, apparently. Yep. She was begging Matt to hit him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sometime later, they break into the home of Roscoe Sweeney. This is the the mobster responsible for ordering the death of Matt's father. And Electra has Sweeney restrained, and Matt beats the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Electra, though, uh, in the mood, apparently, is not just content with this. She wants Matt to kill him, but he can't. And uh, Electra's like, I thought I knew you. <laughs> and he was right. like, I thought I knew you. And yeah. 
oh boy, I guess I really didn't know you that well. And she abandons him. Uh, in the present day, we catch back up with these two, and Electra is requesting Matt's help on her dealings with her father's company. Her father owned Roxxon Energy Corporation. So if you're a Marvelite, you're a fan of the MCU, you've been seeing Roxxon appear, I think, since the first Iron Man movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that name has appeared everywhere. Um, yeah, yeah. Matt refuses to help, uh, but he kind of tails her. He spies on her at a business meeting, and uh, that night, uh, he and uh, Karen go on their first date together, mm-hmm. and uh, Matt also ends up visiting Electra's penthouse, where Yakuza members begin to converge on the building. Uh, Electra reveals that uh, now would be a good time for his help. And she throws on her, apparently, uh, in the, since these 10 years, she's gotten into a bit of the vigilante game herself as she's got some gear she throws on. And she reveals that she's, (laughs) she's stolen Matt's daredevil attire. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, what the hell? And she's like, Mm -hmm. we got a fight. Let's go. And uh, that's where they, that's where they left us. In this episode, what did you what did you think of the uh, the revealing of Electra? What did you think of the story they told here? I was glad that this was an episode where I could see the next one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because that yeah. way that it ended, I was like, oh my god, yes, go! I'm so glad I get to see the next. Well, one. I mean, they leave on let's fight, and here yeah. we go in credits. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ugh, that's the worst. But yeah, we do, so we... I, was, I was thinking, what if this was one of those episodes where I had to stop here? I would be like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily but no. for us. Yes. Um, I do. I The actress playing Electra, she's doing an amazing job. Mm-hmm. I love the way that she's acting. And um, it kind of uh, I'm, turns I'm, me I... off a little bit. The way that she, uh, not the way that she acts, but the way that Electra acts. Like the mm-hmm. character. Yeah, um, because it's you know she's very entitled and is someone that grew up in money. Very um, much so, yeah. And you can see that attitude of someone that you know doesn't have anything to lose. They have all the money in the world; they can do whatever they want, and they mm-hmm. have that attitude that nothing has consequences. And yeah. that attitude is so annoying, but at the same time, it's so interesting. Like I want to know more about her. <laughs> yeah, I. Um... I think her name is Elod. It's either Elodie or Elodie Young mm-hmm. is the actress playing her. Uh, looking at her, uh, I know when we talked about her casting a while back on the on the regular podcast, we weren't exactly sure. Like we're like, oh well, she certainly looks the part, but she hadn't mm-hmm. done a lot of American films. And where, where is she from? Uh, Paris. Paris. She was born in Paris. I was trying to to figure out if she was, you know, making an accent or if she has an accent. I, I uh, couldn't figure out if that was her actual voice or if she was making it up. Yeah, she is. Uh, she was born in Paris. Her father is Cambodian. Her mother French. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, the but the first time she showed up in American cinemas was GI Joe Retaliation. All right. <laughs> She's also in Gods of Egypt. All of these really? are all of these are movies where people are like, eh. Well, I'm so glad she got this because <laughs> when she was cast, we we're like a little, you know, it's very much like, well, she looks the part, and we'll see. Mm-hmm. You know, she 
Uh, did you see the Jennifer Garner's portrayal in the Ben yeah, Affleck movie? Or the yeah. she got a solo movie as well, right? Yeah, she did. Do you have any recollections of those things? I never saw either of them. I saw Daredevil. I didn't see Elektra. I didn't see the Elektra movie. I see. But I saw the Daredevil one. It was... Uh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> this is an improvement, you're saying. <laughs> this is a major improvement. Uh, <laughs> major. Uh, yeah. I, was, I wasn't exactly sure what to expect, but I, I wasn't necessarily expecting rich, snobby girl who is turned on by thrill-seeking. Not even thrill-seeking is ridiculous. Somebody who gets turned on by thrill-seeking is somebody who's like, I love snowboarding down a steep mountain. Right. This is like, I like committing crimes and hurting yeah. people and being hurt. Yeah, I mean, you could see when she was trying to convince Matt, Matt to kill this guy. Um, yeah. It seemed like she was turned on. Like she, oh, yeah, she was breathing the more she heavy. Pushed him, the more yeah. she pushed him, she was like, and I was like, "You are a psychopath." Yeah, her her dress was about to explode. Yeah. she was that excited. Um, yeah, so it was interesting. It was, <clears throat> it wasn't, uh, it wasn't exactly what I was expecting. And based off of what we know of Matt, like, I, I mean, Foggy has teased him about, you know, how he is with girls. And they always flock to him and stuff. But I was a little surprised that this is, uh, you know, maybe he thought it was harmless, like like the white lie yeah, version of crime. Know. Like, ah, we stole a car, but no big deal. This is so much yeah, fun. It's like, like James Bond. They break, in, they break in this house. And it's not yeah. like subtle break in. They break the glass yeah. in the door. It's yeah. a crime. And I, I was very surprised. To maybe he was action. just so head over heels he I wasn't guess. thinking it through because uh, even when they're inside the house he's taking you know glasses um smashing them the kitchen and just smashing them on the floor and he's like joining her yep. and i was like this is what is this that's their I, foreplay is just like yes wanton destruction of property apparently uh <laughs> yeah like i i feel like he was in just stupid teenage love mode where I you're guess. not he's not thinking straight i guess i don't know i love uh, the hair the hair was great <laughs> <laughs> he, that's a, he couldn't help himself uh <laughs> i mean eventually the true colors really shine through and then he snaps out of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but clearly she has a hold on him uh, and yeah. i don't know we'll see if that we'll see where that goes uh, going forward. So yeah, not a lot of action, but a lot of story building. And this is necessary mm-hmm. story building because this is obviously going to play into things uh, later on for sure. I have to say that I loved and I I loved so much the whole date scene with Karen and Matt. I thought oh, it was right, perfect. Right. It was perfect. She's describing the the room and everything. Yeah. It was that was all very I think it's, it's been It's been the it's the the most beautiful dating scene I've ever seen, and they don't take and he's not rushing it with her. No, they have a really long kiss outside her apartment, but mm-hmm. and then she's the one who's like, "Come upstairs," and he's like, right. eh, let's let's take it one one step at a time here." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing, Aurora, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm guessing because maybe he's learned a lesson or two from this whole Electra dating thing. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure how to take it. I did. I thought it could be that, and I was also thinking maybe he doesn't want to go further until Electra goes away. 
Maybe. As well? I, so I don't know. I part, part of me is just like, I can imagine that sending like quite a message. Uh, that relationship where it's like, well, you fell over, you let yourself go head over heels once and you almost ended up killing a mobster. Uh, so maybe we'll take it slow. <laughs> Most people yeah. can't say they've been in that situation, but he can. So uh, <laughs> score wise, what would you give uh, this episode? Um, I'll give it 4.5. I, I love this episode so much. Uh, okay. Uh, I have a four. Uh, mm-hmm. I liked it and a good cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. And now we get to find out what happens after said cliffhanger because we're talking season two, episode six now. Regrets only. God, I was so close to saying regrets. <laughs> so close. That stupid commercial. <laughs> I see it all the time. Okay. Uh, so Matt and Electra subdue the uh, the Yakuza assailants, uh, which is one way to put it. Beating the shit out of them is another way to put mm-hmm. it, which is what they did. They kicked the crap out of these men. Uh, and they did this great build-up, too, where they're they're blaring music and you're following these yeah. dudes as they're on their motorcycles. And they're all professional and they're like, we're going to kill these guys. And they get in mm-hmm. there and just get the holy hell beat out of them. Uh, afterwards, they talk in a diner where Matt reluctantly agrees to continue helping her. Uh, meanwhile, Murdoch Nelson and Karen meet with the public defender on the Punisher case, who reveals that Castle could be facing the death penalty for his links to crimes outside of New York State. This prompts Matt to consider defending Frank himself. Their meeting at the hospital is interrupted by D.A. Reyes, who insists on giving Castle the death penalty. Matt confronts her, but his involvement in the case is cut short when Electra recruits him to steal a valuable Yakuza ledger from the Roxxon building. While the two succeed in their heist and narrowly escape, Karen reveals to Frank that she broke into his home and discovered private details about his family. The two converse over this until Foggy comes in and informs Frank that he has managed to shorten the latter's charges to one life sentence Mm -hmm. as long as he pleads guilty. Yes, no more death penalty as long as he pleads guilty. Uh, Frank agrees uh, when stating, but when stating his plea to Reyes and the judge, he suddenly pleads not guilty and threatens Reyes. When Murdoch returns to the firm, Foggy uh, informs him that the people versus Frank Castle has begun. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so your thoughts on this episode. Oh my gosh, this episode was amazing. (laughs) Yeah, there was a lot of greatness in this episode. It was so good. I didn't want it to end. I, it felt, it felt long. It felt like a movie, kind of, mm-hmm. because of the, all the things that happened. Um, yes. My favorite, my favorite scene was Karen and um, Frank just talking in the hospital. I was gra- um, I was curious as to how he was gonna respond to her mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. she's because he is very non-responsive to them, mm-hmm. and she just comes out and tells them like she throws that picture in his face of his family Mm -hmm. and he wants to know where it came from and she finally breaks down and tells him and it's kind of not explicitly stated but you really get the sense that since his family died he hasn't gone back into the house not once right and instead of being mad that karen has like violated uh this space he just wants to talk about his family Mm -hmm. and it really humanizes him yeah, uh, even amazing. more. 
It's a really great com. I, like that's where Karen also realizes that uh, this guy might like there might be something really wrong with him. He, you know, there's obviously something wrong with him. He's not an angel. He's not a right. He's not a nice guy, but he's not. You know the this insane monster that yeah, he's, he's not, being right. painted as. He's a he's right. a human who you know, and they and they're they want to get the public defender off of the case and they want to represent him uh, and they tell him that they can find out what happened. Because I think the idea here is that the DA or somebody is covering up what happened to his family and why. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of corruption in this case. <laughs> <sighs> Government corruption, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Will it ever but, end? But you know, the the I the reason why I love this scene is one, the both actors did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Um and uh but I it just made me love Karen even more. I love her character so much. Um Yeah, she's the come a long why, way. Yeah, and, and one of the re- things that I love about, about her the most is the fact that she's not a superhero, but she she's fearless. Like she yep. If she has to, you know, defend someone or protect someone, she will go all the way to try to protect that person. Mm-hmm. Um, which, for to me, that's being a superhero. Yes. So, even though she doesn't have superpowers, she's a superhero in my eyes. So I, that's she, why I, I like her so much. She reminds me very much of like Jessica Jones, but without yeah. the powers. Mm-hmm. Like nothing, nothing really scares her. She's not afraid right. to jump into a situation. If somebody tells her you should be afraid. She blows them off, you know that right. sort of thing. Right. Uh, you know, maybe in a world full of superheroes and supervillains and uh, you know Inhumans and things like that, maybe she's being a little too reckless, perhaps. But a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> she might be reckless, but you know, at the same time, uh, you know, I like that she she stands mm-hmm. out from. Uh, your traditional female role on one of these shows. Right. If you're not a superhero, mm-hmm. usually they're the eye candy or they're the person in the background. Yeah. And, and she's she could, very yeah, much she sticks could, out. She could easily be a trope, right? She's the secretary of the firm. Oh, uh, sure. And she could il- easily be that person and that's it. But they made her yeah. something completely different and great. So Agreed. Um, yeah, I love that scene. Uh, of course... Anytime we get to see Daredevil fight anything, let alone anyone, it's fun. Like, I could just watch him fight a brick wall, I guess it would be entertaining. <laughs> uh, but it's cool to see those two fight uh, or fend off the uh, the Yakuza. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we're going to get a whole lot more of this stuff going on. I like the, uh, I don't remember as much as I'd like to about the heist scene. I remember really enjoying uh, the heist, but... For the life yeah. of me, I can't remember what happened in that scene. Well, I like how they started with him um, spilling wine into that guy. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he played, he played the goofy blind guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's good. <laughs> <laughs> playing the hapless blind, hapless blind man. Yeah, it was... Uh, uh, God, well, I remember that now. So that's one thing I remember from that scene. <laughs> I just remember enjoying it. But, boy, it slipped my mind since we've since I watched it. Uh, that these two actors have a lot of chemistry and with chemistry just you know being interacting with each other mm-hmm. but they also have good chemistry fighting like yeah. ha- having fighting scenes together you they flow really well uh, 
to me, that's how you can tell like a good cast from a great cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like so far of the main characters in the first season and this season, uh, everybody has good chemistry together. Yeah. I, I just for example, I with uh, with Matt Murdock, I love all of the scenes he has with Foggy. I love all mm-hmm. of the scenes with Karen. I've loved everything with Electra. I've loved everything mm-hmm. with Punisher. Yeah. Like the 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 cast just you know, uh Karen and Punisher, like those scenes. Mm-hmm. Like they all everybody just works so good together. Yeah. It's yeah. just a you know, I think you find that in like some of the best shows. Mm-hmm. Uh I hope the show gets uh some at least some award recognition. Uh I hope I, so. It deserves it. It's just it a really, it. it's just a really good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's only going to get better. But uh, I'm and look the, I thought this was a, an, an okay cliffhanger that they're like, hey, we're going to start the trial. I and the reason this trial is even happening is I think he wants to be. I think Punisher wants to be around Karen more. I I, I don't I don't I don't, know, I don't even think it's an attractive thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's that he got a taste of his family, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. probably been a while since he've re- he's really thought about them in a way that wasn't, this is for my family. Uh, yeah. I'm sure that's most of the time that he's thinking about his family is that. Um, but with Karen, it was a completely different thing. And in some weird way, she's like the last tie he has to them and he knows that if that judge comes in there and the DA comes in there and he says I'm guilty that's it he doesn't see her again he just goes right to prison yeah Yeah. I feel like that's the reason he said not guilty they go to court he has to be around Karen more yeah because even if he's making a statement it really doesn't make any sense because even though I like Punisher he is guilty (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) I mean, there's, yeah, there is really no two ways about that. There's a lot of evidence (laughs) showing that he's guilty. Right. I mean, you could argue he may be, he may have some loose justification for it. And especially in his mind. But that doesn't take away from the fact that what he did was (laughs) illegal. Very, very illegal. (laughs) One of the most illegal things you can do. Yes. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah. Definitely guilty. Uh, yeah. But I think that's why he did it. I think he doesn't want to separate himself from that. He got a taste of he got a taste of remembering his family in a way that isn't violence and blood and war and death. So he's hesitant now to, to let go of that. I really think that that's what's happening here. I, he knows he's guilty. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't think he denies that. But, uh, you know, I think this is just selfishness on his part. He doesn't want to he doesn't want to let go of that. Uh, I just, I, I just love the fact that we have a superhero that's a lawyer that's defending other superheroes. To me, that's yes. Awesome. I mean, he, and, and Punisher is really more of an anti-hero, right? He's a uh, right, right. Does right. horrible things to horrible people who deserve it, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he certainly, you know, if innocent people tend to get in the way, uh, I don't think it bugs him as much as it would say bug. But I, I, I can't remember if it, if it was this episode or the previous one, but there's a scene where Foggy is um, talking to that female lawyer that's friends with him. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And she mentioned something about the DA wanting to go against all these vigilantes, um, and that's that's how she's gonna go into political office. Um, mm-hmm. But she mentions Jessica Jones. Yes, that's right. The yeah. name dropped her. Mm-hmm. They named, and I was like, "Oh, is this like, like a tie-in to season two of Jessica Jones? Maybe Matt is going to represent her." <laughs> I have, I have heard that much in the same way that there was a Daredevil appearance. In this case, in in this case, it was, uh, uh, in this case, it was the Night Nurse who appeared in mm-hmm. an episode of Jessica Jones for an episode or two. Uh, I believe there is a similar appearance of sorts from Jessica Jones in this show, which oh, really? I don't, I don't know who it is. I know it's not Jessica Jones. Uh, I guess they're really going to hold off these superheroes meeting each other mm-hmm. until they get to the defenders thing. So, well, I mean, obviously with the exception of Jessica and Luke Cage, obviously they're already met and are well acquainted. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> but other than that, I think they're trying to keep them, separated so i do know i i don't recall who it was i remember reading about it way back when the show came out there is definitely somebody from jessica jones who appears uh in the show at some point but i don't know the lawyer i was i was gonna say if it's because there's definitely a lot of law stuff involved Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm guessing i'm guessing um what you just said her name and i forgot it jerry jerry thank Mm you uh that would be that would be my best guess Mm-hmm. Since Matt is a lawyer, and that would be the best place to come across somebody uh, yeah. from that show. So, uh, what do we do here? Scores. That's what we do. Uh, I gave this one four and three quarters, nearly a five, nearly, yeah. but I didn't. I didn't quite go there. Well, I'm gonna give my first five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you sound so upset about it <laughs> because I I was holding on to it. <laughs> you didn't want to let it I, go yet. I didn't want to let it go, but I I really 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 enjoyed this episode. Yeah, this. Uh, I, I thought it was a spectacular. This show's great. Yeah. I can't wait to watch more, and we will. We're gonna come back mm-hmm. and we're gonna watch more. Uh, I don't know when we're gonna do it. Hopefully, as soon as possible, because I want an excuse mm-hmm. to go watch them. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and we're gonna come back and we're gonna touch on season two, episode seven, called Semper Fidelis. And season two, episode eight called Guilty as Sin. Mm-hmm.